Listen to ordinary people who lead extraordinary lives. Their leadership styles forever impressed in the hearts and minds of people, be it in their professions, personal life, and or in communities by being an example of greatness. Be inspired by these personal stories and prepare to be both moved and motivated as Maurice Manley II, the serial entrepreneur, interviews present and future icons. Challenge yourself to recognize the leader that lives within so that you may continue to grow and experience amazing things in life. We are all capable of leadership. Take charge and lead up. This is episode number 43. For those of you that need to tear down mental barriers, change your personal story, or maybe you just want to feel encouraged, you're going to love this episode. Fitness coach, sponsored athlete, soul trainer, and overall life champion, Ingrid Clay, shares how she's been able to restructure her mind as well as the minds of her clients. Ingrid's unwavering confidence in self has taken her to heights unimagined. Without further ado, I present to you Ingrid Clay. Welcome back to another episode of Lead Up. Joining me today, I have a beautiful woman who is very talented, multifaceted. Before I tell you guys who she is, let me just run off some of the things she had, her accolades rather. She's a fitness coach, Puma sponsor athlete, boot camp master trainer, competitive bodybuilder, trainer's trainer, chef for meal prepping. She does cooking classes, soul classes. She has essential workshops. I don't know what this lady doesn't do. <laughs> she does it all. And she's strong. She'll probably throw me over her building. <laughs> Today, I'm very happy to present Ingrid Clay. How are you? I'm great. Good, good. Thank, thank you, thank you for, for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for doing this. Um, I'm excited about talking to you because there's, as I just mentioned, there's so many wonderful things that you're doing. It's kind of up my alley because I'm, I personally am, am a strong believer in health and wellness. Mm -hmm. I'm vegan, um, been vegan 20 two years now i think amazing thank you and um i study health biochemistry and all that so i'm sure we're gonna dialogue a lot about <laughs> it's gonna be fun. now i read something you sent me and it said at the age of seven your mom began to introduce you to cooking and she was also an aerobics trainer well, yeah, well, I'm from Louisiana, so cooking was, like, introduced at three, actually. I was folding Ooh. over the sweet dough pies that my grandma used to make for church. So that was the first time. But then at seven, I took, like, a cooking class. So every summer I did, like, a cooking class um, where you learned how to make basic things, canned fruits, vegetables, and all that fun stuff. But fitness was always kind of a part of my life. My mom was an aerobics instructor. I was in charge of the boombox. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my gosh! So I just dated myself, but that was the time where you know you press the she'd say play, and I would press the button to play or stop. <laughs> that was my job, and she would teach aerobics, and she would do it every Sunday, and um, it was at like Brown Park, which is like um, kind of like a free class for people that you know wanted to get in shape and stuff like that. So you have people mm -hmm. from all walks of life; they all look different. And my mom herself would always work out to Jane Fonda. But she would add weights to the um, workout. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And she read a lot of uh, muscle fitness magazine. Yeah. What Now, was she a bodybuilder herself? She was not. No. She but was she not. was just into. She was just into like, fitness and proper form was like her thing and um, breath work also. Mm. And she was an athlete too. She ran track. My dad too. He played basketball. So. Oh, wow. So yeah. you come from a family of athletes yes. and fitness trainers. <laughs> Yeah. You couldn't run from this if you wanted to. No, it's so funny how I came back, you know, made well, full circle. Wow. So at, at seven, did you foresee your life the way it is now? No. <laughs> what did you want to do at the age of seven? At the age of seven, I, I wanted to be a ballerina and a baby doctor. That's 
what I called it. So I wanted to deliver babies. (laughs) And then I wanted to dance. And I thought I can do both. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But then later on, you go and you get your degree in physics and engineering. Yes. Um, So my undergrad degrees are in physics and electrical engineering. My dad was um, an electrical engineer. So Mm. I kind of like, you know, took a liking to things that were like, more so physics based. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved anything related to the universe or like um, at the time I didn't know what it was, but now it's like particle physics. I, you know, yeah. anything that had anything to do with like particle physics, I was like, I loved it. Avengers. Yeah. And I did, well, this is real life. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, you know, yeah, it's, it's in the there. Um, but, and, and I did a lot of research too um, every summer in college on particle physics. So I did wow. research with the University of Pittsburgh. So th- those are like my nerd times, but they were great. <laughs> okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get sidetracked for a minute. Just explain to the people what is particle physics. Not not long, but just make it concise. Particle physics is uh, a branch, uh, I guess, a more specific branch of quantum physics, Mm -hmm. which is the study of um, how. How can I put this in layman? Like how things uh, interact within, like space and space, but just just here, like um, it's not just atoms anyway. There's something smaller. There's electrons. Mm -hmm. There's protons. There's millions. You know, there's all these things that are interacting that causes energy. We're made up of these things. We're made up of energy that we Mm -hmm. interact with the energy in the space around us, the space we see, the space we don't see. So that's why it's all very interesting to me, especially when we get into just like the power of our thoughts and the power of our thinking and, um, what that energy is what is the energy of negative thoughts what is the energy of positive thoughts and how powerful that really is because that's all energy and if you believe your energy and interacting with energy and putting out energy you would always be very cognizant of the energy you put out and that's (laughs) for some reason i knew you were gonna go there that's why i asked you to explain that's i mean that's my belief and it's kind of something you know like i even as a kid, I don't want to say I had that kind of concept about it, hmm. but I kind of felt it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like you you knew that if you were happy, things positive always happen. But if you mm. knew that you were like sad or having a bad day, just kind of more of the same started to happen. Yeah. So um, that's energy. And um, we, we see it, you know, you have a bad day, and you're like, oh, this sucks, this happened. And then something else happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. So now you have a momentum towards kind of like sucky things that are happening. Yeah. And the only time we get to really shut that down and reset is when we sleep. So a lot, but there are times you can change the momentum, like, and find like a good thing mm. in, in that and change the energy. Okay. How would a person change that? Um, <laughs> it, it, it depends. Um, I, I use meditation sometimes to kind of stop the um, flow of thoughts in okay. a way. Um, it, and you, not necessarily, well, yeah, it, you know, stop thoughts, but more so concentrate on something else, concentrate on breathing, concentrate mm-hmm. on a different kind of like picture or whatever it is that you want to focus on for your meditation. The other thing is like, um, you know, things happen all the time. Like, oh my God, I got in a car accident. Well, I didn't die. Right, right. Or like, you know, use different things to kind of get you out of it. Like I didn't die. The the person that I hit didn't die. Oh, I always want a new car anyway. <laughs> like, so it sounds like what you're saying is just perspective or changing your perception of the thing that's happening. Right. Yeah. Um, there's no, I always say there's nothing, there's no good or bad, essentially. Um, if you put down a list of great things that happen in your life and a list of not so great things that happen in your life, chances are some of those bad things turn out to be very positive. Some of those positive things turn out to be not so great. Mm-hmm. So there's no real good or bad. It just is what it is. Right. And it's your acceptance of it. Yeah. And they all work together for the ultimate goal, right. which ends up being good anyway, would you say? Right. I, I, you know, some of these things that happen on your journey are part of your story and part mm-hmm. of those things that happen, you know, are propelling you to where you should be or where you want to be. Essentially, mm-hmm. we all have, dreams we all have hopes um and i think that the things that happen in our life slowly bring us there slowly bring us closer slowly bring us closer and if we look at it that way i think it's um i don't know i think it could be a little bit more beautiful yeah there's a buddhist term where it's like um you know there's um nothing happening to me 
you know, there's just things that are happening for me. Mm. And um, if you always kind of had that perspective and that things won't last forever, like nothing, like, you know, you won't be sad forever. <laughs> like, sure. you know, like things that like things only, you know, it has its course, it runs its course and then you're done. Right. And, you know, um, and I always just say this won't last forever. So just, you know, close your yeah. eyes. It'll be over. So <laughs> you, you, you said something a little while ago about, um, meditation and stopping the flow of thought. I always heard that when you're meditating, you're going to, you really can't stop the thought. They're going to continue to flow, but it's acknowledgement of those thoughts or a thought that. Well, it's, I, I mean, I said stopping the flow. Sometimes I focus on something else. Like if you focus mm. on breathing, you're not really cognizant of your thoughts. Okay. It's a, it's a pause. Um, the other thing is I also look at the thoughts like um, just imagine if you're sitting outside and you're looking at clouds, clouds mm -hmm. pass you. You don't judge every single cloud. Yes. You let them pass. And so that's equivalent to meditation. You don't judge the thoughts. You don't make a you know, comment about the thoughts. You just let them pass. And eventually there won't be anything left to. Yeah. Pass. Um, and then you have like a silence. The stillness. Mm. Um, and every meditation is different. It's a call of practice for a reason. You practice it. You yeah. do it. Um, there's no way, there's nothing where it's like supposed to be this way or supposed to be that way. It just it is what it is. If it's busy one day, then it's busy. If it's silent, then it's silent. Like it is what it is. And I just appreciate the moment that I take for myself. Mm. It's like 15 minutes of that day is truly for myself to kind of like recharge, get ground, regrounded and go out and face the day. Mm. How do you incorporate the, and I know this, but well, maybe I don't. How do you incorporate the physics, everything we just talked about into your daily work of fitness, coaching, training, so forth? Okay. How do you mesh <laughs> the two worlds together? Right. Um, well, to me, um, I guess food, um, you know, body built, sculpting the body, it's all science. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the day, it's, it's, what we eat is fuel, it's energy to feed our bodies so that they can do certain things. Um, so for me, it's, I'm always in engineering and physics because it's mm -hmm. all science based. Um, just in, I can just, just in sculpting the body, when I think about whether it's for class or a client, I think about, well, what is, what are the things I need to do to help them reach their goal? So if, you know, the new thing is, oh, I want a big butt. Okay. So in order for them to reach that goal, it's, it's more than just squatting. It's shaping the leg essentially to give this illusion of a, you know, grandiose butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, like I, you know, I've mentioned this before, but it's like, um, so, you know, you, you have to look at the, the body as a whole. Yes. Um, and let's just say if I start with the top, if I bring the shoulders out, but then I created like a, you know, more narrow center point. So mm -hmm. major abs look a little tinier. So that alone kind of brings your hips out. Right. Yeah. So then after that, well, then you look, you know, a little bit more at the legs. So maybe if I take the hamstrings out, increase the you know, depth between the hamstrings and the glute that brings the glute out a little bit. So mm. now we're creating a little bit more depth. Now let's, let's start working on the quad, you know, work on the quad, create a little bit more detail in quad, create the sweep in the quad. The sweep mm. in the quad is like doing like contouring on your face. It creates even more depth. So now you can essentially <laughs> bring the glute out even more from the side. Mm. You got it out from the back. You know, these are, and then you work on the lower back here, work on tightening this. Now you have that, arch so now you've created something you can work with and even if you don't have the size well now we have something that's a little more higher it's a little more tone uh -huh. it's not always about size you know i just want to look more up right more right right and then we can think about okay well let's put some mass on it huh and that would come through diet mostly to put mass there um, your muscles are made up of glycogen, which is a carbohydrate essentially. Right. So, you know, I always, um, I joke about it, but it's kind of true, but everyone's like, Oh, how do I get a bigger butt? Eat some red beans and rice girl and go lift. I mean, <laughs> you got to fuel it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's, 
<laughs> the Southern girl thing. <laughs> but um, but it's it's all science. It's mm-hmm. um, it's uh, being able to you know know where you're going. You know, this is you know my equation here. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? Like, what are the steps to get there? Does it happen overnight? Probably no, not at all. Yeah. But it's a journey, and I always tell people just enjoy the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's artistry. Like, like a sculptor yeah. or, or a painter, yeah. you know, you're dealing with a lot of lines and, and, and curves and shapes. That's uh, so we can add that to your you're an artist, <laughs> you're a sculptor. <laughs> How did people like your family or close friends react when you went to school, you graduated, you got your degrees in physics and engineering and then you went this other direction into yeah well maybe not a detour I don't want to say it was a detour because you're still incorporating those things but perceptionally people are looking like angry what are you doing um well you know my family was very supportive uh my mom did say you're gonna leave a corporate job to um she's like I don't know it just seems like probably not the right time to do it Hmm. but um you know most of my friends was like well if anybody can do it it's you (laughs) Oh, that's good. <laughs> so it was, it, it was very, they were, they were very supportive, but it was scary because, you know, you have a sort of safety when you work like a nine to five. Yes. You know, I was working corporate, had a good salary, you know, taking trips. It was great, you know. Yeah. Um, so to leave all that, like your benefits and, you know, all that, all that like perks mm-hmm. um, was a little bit scary. But, you know, I. I, I loved the, the experience I got from there, um, and I got my MBA while I was working, so that was, you know, uh, added bonus, but I learned a lot mm-hmm. from um, a product development standpoint, engineering standpoint. Um, for, I worked for Gillette for a few a few years, and, um, you know, I um, took a, a lot from there, but I don't feel like I was doing anything that was like purposeful. I mean, I was bringing razors to market. Okay. You know, I don't. I didn't really feel like I was inspiring anyone. I didn't feel like I was doing anything. You know, women or men, you know, they shave, but do they, you know, feel anything? When they do? I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe like your first time shaving, you know, which is a huge thing, like the first time shaver. Like you know, that's a huge moment because it's your first time. You usually do that with your dad or your mom, so that's that's an experience. But. I don't feel like I was creating experiences or was even um, being inspired myself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do something a little more interactive that where I would get to interact with people more. How did, how did you, I guess, propel or push yourself through that fear of security or the lack, potentially the lack of security to say, you know, I'm going into this field that I have very limited experience in. Right. There's really no safety net, um, financial safety net. And I'm going to take the leap of faith anyway. Yeah. Like, what, what do you remember your mindset in that, like your last day of work? You're sitting there and you're like, okay, Ingrid, showtime. Well, I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I mean, like in my mind, I was just like, well, I'm just, well, I have to do it. It's mm. kind of like the thought. Well, it, you burned your bridges. You just, I'm, I'm going. I was like, well, I, I mean, I didn't burn bridges, but. <laughs> not not but, yeah. bridges with your job, yeah, but, but in your mind. In my mind, I was like, I mean, this is the, the choice I make. I, I'm going to do it. Um, I didn't have a doubt that I wouldn't do it, mm. I guess. I, it's more that, I mean, there were like moments of doubt, but there was never a doubt in the goal. Okay. If that makes any sense. Yes. You know, we all have like, okay, this is the goal. And, you know, we think we, this is the steps I'm going to use to get there. But, um, you know, there's the deviations or, you know, wrenches thrown and you kind of have to like reorganize, restructure and, you know, still kind of get on the path. I always say like, you know, things happen when you're on your path, you're going smooth and, you know, the roll bumps when you get off the side mm-hmm. of the loop, like, you know, you hit a little few roll bumps that you always like, oh, wake up, you get back on the road again. <laughs> You know, so there was times where you, I veered off road, which is, you know, um, I think part of life, part of your journey. Mm -hmm. But then I was right back on it again. Mm -hmm. And I never doubted that I wouldn't be fine or I wouldn't succeed at that or I wouldn't, you know, eventually get to where I want to be. 
Did that inner security come from just understanding the physics, as we talked about earlier, um, knowing that things are temporary, um, being able to kind of monitor and or control your thoughts, perspective, mainly your perspective of yourself, would you say all of those kind of played in in those moments of doubt when they kind of arose in your mind? Yeah. Or was it something else? Um, uh, most of it was all kind of like inner dialogue. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, I, you know, my, my mom always said, you, everything you ever wanted, you, you've gone for it. And I don't, I can't really pinpoint what I said to myself, but I, I know it was, it's always like, um, you, you know, essentially you got this, like you're, you know, you, this is, this is fine. This is just a, you know, you, you figure this mm. one out, you move on, you know, and don't let it bog you down too much, I yeah. guess. Um, cause a lot of times we get caught up in what's not working Mm-hmm. And we forget <laughs> everything else that is working. Yes. And so I would just refocus on things that were going well and kind of like leave this one alone for a second. Mm-hmm. And then these things would get better and this would get better. And for some reason, then there'd be a connection and this would circle back and be fine. Mm. Like, so it's always, um, I was just always trying to like refocus. Like, why would I focus on something that's not going well? Again, that's that energy. Like, like I just can't, like sometimes you just can't deal with it right yeah. now. Like, let me just refocus. These things are going, this is going well, this is going well, this is going well. Let me focus on this right now. And that's going to be my primary focus. And then I'll go back. I always tell people you should have multiple cookie jars. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, you know, like you have this one, you have this one, you have this one. Sometimes this one gets low. This one's fine. I'm going to focus on this one right now. Oh, this one's back up again. Like, so you, you have all these things that, you know, Essentially, you you do love and care for, mm-hmm. but um, you don't always focus on the negative aspects of these things that you do. That's excellent. That's I like that. Have multiple cookie jars. Having yeah. uh, mental options that work best for yourself, mm-hmm. the, and then the self dialogue is is key because I think a lot of us our self talk is terrible it's trash (laughs) it's not good good. and that and that's one of the major things knowing the difference between a good pep talk and a not so good yeah sometimes um you know my mom was like anytime we were like oh i'm sad or i'm depressed she's like go run (laughs) wait that's what she would tell you or that's what she would tell herself that's what she would tell us and that's what she would she would work out if she was stressed and i guess um like even now a lot of times, like I'm like, oh, things are getting a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It's a little too. I need to. I need to go for a run, and you and I do, and like you lose yourself in that, and mm. it's almost like a meditation for me because I don't really think much on my, on my run. It's kind of like a tunnel vision, kind of like a focus thing. The same thing with like lifting, like that's my hour. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like when I teach class, I know how important it is to make sure I give them the best of me, because it's the only hour you have to shut it down. Mm. You know, shut it down and give yourself your best. And it's, it's just an hour. And sometimes you're struggling to get there. Sometimes, um, you know, you got a meeting right after. You got kids at home, but you, you make it there. So it's up to, I feel like it's up to me. You made it here. So it's up to me to make it here for you mm-hmm. and make you forget about that what's going on at the office when you get back or what's going on at home or like what's going on with the kids this week. This is your time to kind of like forget. This is your meditation time. And um, for me, it's the same thing. So when I go run, it's almost like a clearing. It's definitely like a meditation. So a lot of times, like I'll, I'll be in mid run. I'm like, I got it. Like, oh, I got like it just like it comes mm. to you. And a lot of times when you leave things alone, I find the answer will come to you. Yeah, that's true. It, it, you know, and it's like clear. And that's a, to me, that's a good pep talk. Yeah. When it comes to you clear, it's, you cannot deny it. Like, oh, that's, ugh, why didn't I think about that? Yeah. Like, done. That's the good pep talk. Right. The bad pep talk is when, oh, maybe I should do this. Or maybe I should do this. Let me call so-and-so. And I, like, now you, you're, muddle, you're muddling the field here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too much, it's too much thought. Because then, you know, oh, what if I do this? And then this happened, and then this happened. Like, shut it down. 
leave it alone for a second and then it'll come back to you. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. My dad used to tell me that he, he would say, you know, if I was getting frustrated with something or I couldn't figure out a thing, he said, just walk away. Yeah. Go take a nap. Go take do, a nap. Do something Reset. and then and come back the to it. Way. Yeah. So I, I totally get and understand that yeah. now with, and I'm glad you mentioned that with your, your clients and when you're instructing so, and I'm, and I know this, I can say, I know you've dealt with clients that have mental barriers when it comes to maybe their self-perception or how they view their body. How do you assist or help them break down those barriers? Because you know it, you know, it's their mindset or, yeah. or that negative self-talk. Um, that one, it's so, it's so weird. Cause when a client comes to me and they're like, I want to do this, this, and this, and this is, this will be my goal. I already see it. So a lot of times when they say these things, like, oh, you see this, I'm fat. I don't really see that because I already see the goal, the end goal. Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I've already kind of like sculpted it. Yeah, you've yeah, I've already done, that done artistry. it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready to go. I don't see any of this other stuff. So to me, it's really crazy. Because <laughs> I, I literally don't see it. Um, I can empathize with it uh-huh. because I've been there. But I refuse to settle into it. Mm. And I guess that's what I try to encourage them to do is refuse to settle into something that you're no longer like, this is the body you came with, but you're no longer that mm-hmm. the first day you train, you're no longer that. So why would we go back to that? So it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, you try to get them to th- throw away the idea or the concept of what they're seeing is not reality. Kind of, <laughs> without saying this, that sounds a little like, but, but, um, but if you, if you think about it, the first day of school, you know, you are no longer the person you were the day before. Yes. You've known, you know, so much more. The first day you train, your body is no longer the body it was the day mm-hmm. before. So the second day you train progression, third day progression. So you're, you're getting so far from this thing that you keep going back to what you were but you're not even seeing the days after. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like you're progressing to your goal every day. Mm-hmm. Why would you ever go back to day one? Right. You know, yeah. unless you revisit day one, like I'm so grateful for that because now I'm here. If you revisit the past and gratitude, that's different. If you revisit the past with kind of like negative connotations or regret, that's not, you don't want to go to the past with that mm-hmm. because that's not who you are now. Yeah. You're past that. So to me, it's always crazy. <laughs> like, why are we going back to this? <laughs> You're so far from that person. Yeah. Like, why would you want to bring this person back up? Yeah. 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 You know? And so it's kind of like slowly changing the thoughts like that. And, um, and then as their body changes easier, it's easier for them to buy into yeah. your process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause they, cause they have a visual that, that yeah. kind of correlates so it's to a little easier. Um, but I also do journaling for them. Like I say, you can get a journal. Okay. And that's more so for, um, that's too, that's for negative body thoughts or, um, you know, negative thoughts about their body image, but also too, for cravings. Like, you know, I always think cravings are rooted to something else. Like, hmm. so, you know, why do you have these cravings? What's going on? What are you thinking about where you want to have these cravings? What yeah. happened now you want to like grab the Girl Scout cookies. So what, what happened to trigger that? There's always, always a trigger. Hmm. So the more you get to know yourself, the more you can fight, not so much fight. Cause I don't like going against anything. Mm-hmm. You push against something and it never works out. Right, right. But the more you get to know who you are and like, Oh, and tell the difference between a craving that's been triggered from some external or internal mm-hmm. um, force, or I just want that piece of pie because I want it, <laughs> you know, cause there's a difference. It's you a know? huge difference. Um, you know, uh, and so the journaling helps to figure out what's really going on. Okay. You know, um, well, I don't know. It could be, you know, well, I had a sucky day at work today. My boss told me I wasn't doing a good job that triggered something in me when my mom said that I was never doing anything good mm. at home. And, you know, when I was little, I would go eat Oreos. So now I grab the box of Oreos. 
So, you know, I mean, this is really like, you know, simple. Like right, people right. are usually more, a little bit more. <laughs> a little more elaborate. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but sometimes not. But, um, but now you have a, you can address this past thing mm-hmm. and kind of like um, heal and be okay with that. So that way you can bring it into the life and deal with something different. Like, okay, well, why did my boss say I didn't do a good job? What, am, first of all, what am I doing mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of, am I doing my best at my job? Right, <laughs> like, right, right. You know, am, like, am I? And I think that's that's a very truthful question. Yes. Because um, a lot of times we can probably say no because it may not be what we really want to do. Mm-hmm. And there were times when I was at work and I'm like, you know, you go in the review and they're like, well, you're not doing this. And like, what do you mean? I'm here every day. Like I'm, I'm working hard. This is crazy. But in essence, this is not my passion. Mm-hmm. This is not, it, this is not giving me life every morning. Right. So maybe I'm not doing the best job I could do because it's not something I really want to do. Do you think that when people get upset or get in those funks or have the cravings, and they're in that mode. Do you think that they're really upset because, like you just said, they're not doing their best? Like, that's the real issue and not because the boss got mad at them or, um, I don't know, they found themselves in a peculiar situation. Do you think it's because they're really mad at themselves for not being where they should have been or doing the thing that they should have done? I mean, it, it could be anyone, of, but I, I always think... Um, you're mad at somebody. You got to check yourself first. Cause mm-hmm. Why am I like, why am I really mad? You know, you know, um, am I mad? Cause something else happened early that day that pissed me off and I'm just leaking it all into this and just bringing all this energy. Mm-hmm. And so he, I brought bad energy to the meeting. He came at me wrong. I came at like it, yeah. that yeah. happens all the, time. all the time. So it's, you know, a lot of times the energy we get is the energy we put out. Yes. That's a hard pill to swallow. It, it really is. Because <laughs> you don't want to think, I deserve to get flicked off. But what did I do earlier? Like, am I, what am I carrying? You know? Um, and I always think it is a good thing sometimes when you do get these little things. Like, you know, LA's big for the traffic thing where somebody honks a horn and flicks you off. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need to get my stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, you know, maybe, you know, I think it's an it's a internal check for you to, like, let me, let me check myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always the first thing. But then the, ne- then the next thing is, you know, in checking yourself and if you know yourself really well, like, is this fulfilling me? Is this what makes me happy? And, you know, a lot of times we get, we do get mad at ourselves because this is not what I want to do. Yeah. You know, um, part of the reason my, my family was like, Oh, don't, you know, leave the corporate is because it was fear for them. Like it mm. was their fear, you know, not necessarily my fear, mm-hmm. you know, because they've been told their whole life, get a good job. That's a good job. Stay at it. You know, um, the entrepreneurship way was not very big back then. Right. And so mm-hmm. their, the, the advice that was given was an advice rooted in their fear, not necessarily mine. So you, so, and I'm, now I'm like, all projecting. yeah, all, I'm not all on a tangent, but a lot of times we have to figure out too, where we, where we get our information, where it's coming from, it doesn't matter where you get advice from. It mm-hmm. will always be colored by that person's perspective. Always. True. Um, Very true. So, you know, whether, you know, and I always feel like, you know, the only person I can ask you for advice is my mom, but it will always be colored by her experience. Mm-hmm. So any advice you get, I would take with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> because it's really what we think about ourselves that really define us mm-hmm. and which will propel, propel us forward. It's not, you know, you can, you can take advice from a lot of people, but also where are they, where are they coming from? You know, is it genuine? Is it uplifting? Is it positive? Or is it, you know, rooted in a little bit of like, Oh, um, I'm scared for you, which is really, I'm scared for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can never do that. I don't, I don't have the strength to do that. So, you know, always kind of like, um, I'd say surround your tribe should be people that make you feel good mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, like yeah. don't drain you. Right, right. Because <laughs> life I'll will do that. <laughs> don't drain you, you know. And I w- if you have someone that's like draining, you know, take a break. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't tell them that. Like I'm right. taking a break from you. But I would like, I just kind of take a break. And sometimes when you're here with your energy, mm-hmm. the, the people that aren't, you won't talk to them for a while. <laughs> yeah, there's it's some, it's like it's an equalizer. Yeah, uh, and I yeah. always say, um, it's like, um, 
kind of like a satellite like a, or like a radio station. You know, we're all here. We can all hear the same radio station. But if you're here, you can't you can't hear that radio station. Right. You can only catch a few. <laughs> and so, you know, um, I always feel like, you know, those people just kind of like disappear. Yeah. Um, Without you even having to do to anything. To do anything. Yeah. Because it's frequency. Yeah. I, you know, absolutely. we all are like you said, the radio station, we're all. Well, all of our bodies have a different frequency, as you know, and our thoughts have frequencies. And so I can attune to your frequency or you can attune to mine. Right. But we can't if we're on the two different ones, we got to separate. Right. right. And so that's why I'm saying when the guy flicks you off on the road, you're on the same frequency. (laughs) That happened for a reason. (laughs) He's not crazy. You both are kind of crazy at the moment because you're on the same frequency. So you got to kind of check that. And that's why I always say it's an internal check first because like your, you know, your first reaction is, Oh hell no. Let me go drive a little faster. Tell him, but now we're we're going even lower. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, sometimes you do. And that's an acknowledgement too. Like, I realize I'm on a low disc right now, but I'm going to take it all the way there. <laughs> this is where we're going. I'm going to take it there. I'm going to take a it. nap and reset. <laughs> but, like, I mean, it's all an acknowledgement. Like, you know, now I'm like, oh, gosh, here we go. I'm like, I'm going there. <laughs> but, um, do you, okay, so do you think sometimes it's good to allow yourself to go there? Um, I don't like it's it's not it's not good or bad. It just is what it is. Okay. I think the thing that's the best thing or not the best thing, but I think the thing that's like growth is when you can realize it. Um while you're while it's happening. Um I think a lot of times we do things without the realization of like what what, what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um I like just in meditation, the if I can refocus and bring myself back when my mind wanders, refocus and bring myself back. Every time I refocus and bring myself back, that's growth because I'm noticing the distraction. I'm noticing it. I'm seeing it. There are times when I can step outside myself and see, like, I'm at a low disc. I'm like, oh, girl, you lost it. <laughs> but I can see it, you know. And, and when you can see it, you, the chances are you don't make that mistake again. Okay. Yeah. Or not so much a mistake, but chances are you don't go there again because you don't like the way it feels. It just yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. It doesn't, it feels yucky. It, it like, does. you know, it may feel good in the hot moment where you're like telling this person off or whatever, but it doesn't feel good. Right. You know, then you carry that, you got to carry all that with you. Like it's yucky. I ask people all the time, why do you choose to feel this way if it's negative? And they get so mad. <laughs> I'm like, it's easier. It's easier. I, I do think it's, um, especially if you just look at society as a whole and how, it's, I don't want to say conditioned, because mm-hmm. um, you say condition that kind of gives. Um, Negative connotation. Yeah, or that you can't get out of it. But um, but we kind of feed off negative energy. Mm. I mean, I think Facebook is all negative energy. So a lot of the social media <laughs> is. <laughs> you know, um, but we we gravitate towards it. We hear a good story, like, oh, that's nice. And then we go right back to something that's, like, causing conflict. That's so weird to me. Right. So uh, that's why, you know, I feel it's easier for people to go that way. It's a lot harder to not. Um, it requires more work. Yeah. More accountability. Yeah. More responsibility. Yeah. And, and active thinking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... You know. Hey, you guys, do the work, please. <laughs> get yourself together. All do the work. <laughs> do the work. It's, you know, it's a practice. It's a, you know, you, I'm better today than yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's the cookie jar you focus on in the moment. In the moment, yeah. Yeah. Now, because you have so many different verticals in your career, how do you maintain the focus on, on each one? When you're doing them, it, wherever I am in that moment, I'm there. Mm. So that's how the focus is. I, if I'm training a client, I'm there. I'm not. And you're not thinking about, okay, well, I have you for an hour, but then an hour from now, I have to go and do a no. meal prep. And no, it's too much. <laughs> right. It, because then you'll be like, oh, like that's when the, that's when you start stressing, stressing, mm-hmm. and then you you're not doing good here. So if I'm here, I'm just gonna be here. 
And, you know, a lot of times when I was competing, people were like, how are you doing this and competing? But I would literally take it, especially in competition, not even like an hour increments, but like I would take it like step by step. Like, oh, I woke up, I'm doing cardio. When? Hmm. <laughs> I'm doing cardio right now. And I would stay there. Then eat breakfast. Oh, client one, client two, class one, class two. I'm still there. I'm there. I know my schedule. I have it written down. Mm-hmm. There's no need for me to think about it, I, you know, and like obsess about it. I, you know, this is where I am now. This is what I'm going to get done now. Because mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can do is be now, you know. Obviously, I set goals just like anyone else, but I'm setting those goals in the present moment and I'm still in the present moment day to day. There are times, obviously, when we like veer, but um, always try to come back and be grounded. Um, there's a, I sometimes when things are getting a little crazy, I just imagine my foot in like sand or like on the earth or ground. It automatically grounds me. And then mm. I'm like back here kind of like thing. Um so I just always try to stay present. I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm going to enjoy the moment. You miss a lot of stuff if you're not, though. That's true. You know, I could miss so much. And, you know, my clients are funny. <laughs> I'm, like, missing jokes. <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> so I mean, it's so much more fun to be there and be present. And then you can give your best self as well. Very Especially, true. like, in group fitness. Um mm. You know, because it's not just one and one-on-one energy. It's like 50 energies. Okay. So it's like 50 different energies and then you. And I always think in group fitness, you have like such a gift. You, or you have like the opportunity to give such a gift. Because you come in and you can change the energy of a whole room. That's pretty gangster. That and I dynamic. know it, and know you think about it and you're like, oh, it's just like working out. But if you imagine 50 people coming in with like 50 bad bosses, like mm-hmm. bad kids, like I Getting don't want to work off out. on the freeway. Get, yes. All this stuff just came into Rome and either you can go down there with it or you can make them come and meet you. And so I always think my job is you're coming to my house. You want a good time. I'm going to show you a good time. Mm. My cousin told me that years ago. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to show you the best time that I can where you would forget about everything else. And you would say, this is the best party I've been to. So every time you come and take my class, you'll say, this is the best party I've been to. Mm. And that's the kind of the feeling I want you to leave with. You know, always get, oh my God, that was so much fun. You killed me. Thank you. Or I was so stressed out before I came here. I didn't even think about it once. Or this went by so fast. That's a really good one. (laughs) You know? So, um, it's, it's, uh, you have an opportunity to give something, you know, and to me, I'm, that's like an hour of like no thought because mm. you don't have to think about anything. I did that all for you. Yeah. Telling you what to do. You just move. <laughs> you just move. <laughs> you focus and you just do it. Like it's, um, it's a good feeling. But, but a lot of that, it, it sounds like you, you have to really know and understand which you personally, your true power and what you come with. Right. Like you, if a person doesn't recognize the power within, that's kind of cliche. Maybe that was Tony Robbins or something. But I like if, yeah, I do too. <laughs> if they don't recognize that that thing that's there, do they have the ability to change the energy in the room if they're not cognizant of self? Mm, well. Here's it. Yes. Yes. And no. Okay. Okay. If you look at entertainers, there's some great entertainers where you're like, Oh, she did good. Mm. You know? And you're like, Oh, that was a good show. But there's some entertainers where you're like, Oh my God. Like I was crying (laughs) the Mm. whole, Mm -hmm. like I, she touched something in me. So someone who knows himself really well and someone who's working on it. Okay. So you can give a great show. You can, you can do good. But I think the more you're comfortable, not, not so much know yourself, because I think we're always working, learning that, but the more you're comfortable with whoever you are, like that is when you can touch people because it's real, because it's truthful, it's genuine. So I'm not trying to just put, I'm not putting on a show. I'm giving you who I am. And I think that's the major difference. 
And yeah. that's the major difference in life. Because you've met people where you're like, Something's a little off there. Yeah, you could feel it. You could <laughs> right. feel it. And then you've met people who are like, oh my gosh, she's like so amazing. Like, <laughs> I want you to be my friend. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and, and I think that's the because, you know, uh, if you're just so comfortable with your who you are, like it's this is just this is me. This is what I'm gonna do. This is how I would do it. I remember the first time I I I you know, so I teach at Barry's boot camp, but I, the first time I taught a Barry's class you know, I, I did my own thing. And then afterwards, this, you know, lady was like, well, the trainer before you used to do this, this, and this. I really liked that. So maybe you can go back to that. <laughs> that's what you told her. Yeah, said, that's what uh, she told me. Oh. <laughs> right. I was like, okay. Well, I, you know, I was like, that's not really my thing. But um, but then I got in my head. And it was like, maybe I should do that because that's what they're used to. Mm -hmm. And so the next time I taught class, it was the worst class I ever taught. Because I went against everything about who I was mm -hmm. and what I do. Mm -hmm. And in the middle class, I remember thinking, oh, my God, this is, can I curse? Go ahead. I was thinking, oh, my God, this is a shit show. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Like, And I was there in the room like, this is so bad. Like, what am I doing? And I was, and I, like, right then I was like, I'm never going to do um, anything that's outside of me. Yes. Or, like, Yes, I will challenge myself, but I'm not going to do anything the way someone else does it. Mm -hmm. That I'm going to do the way Ingrid does it. And Ingrid does it totally different. Right. And I think that's what makes all of us beautiful. And that's why I don't believe in competition or anything like that. I believe in abundance. It's some part, because no one will ever do anything like you. Right. No one will ever be you. No, you know, There's something that you bring to the table that all these people would want. There's something that you bring to the table that all these people would want. We don't ever have to compete against each other because we're so different right. and so great that it doesn't matter. So do you, to the best of your ability, um, as still like an artist, you like this, good, but make it your own. Mm -hmm. Make it yourself. Make it come like make it come from inside of you and not, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just going to write this one down. And, yeah. you know, like there's a, it's a big difference yes. between making something your own. Because nothing is really new. Everything's just been kind of like transformed and redone in a way that makes it unique for that person who redid it, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and would you say that's how you how we can truly dominate in the thing that we do is when we come to a place of acceptance of ourselves, we can truly bring our best selves to that specific area uh, or skill set and we can truly just like take over and kill it absolutely um if you, uh, you just think about all the people that have done things not for you know like even if you think of microsoft he wasn't really doing it for money he just really liked it true true <laughs> very true and anything you do that you really love doing and that's ingrained in you and that's your passion i mean i think the success will come after mm -hmm. um you know there's no like template on how long it's supposed to be uh, you know it can happen overnight if you are totally self of art can take a while, but I think the more you are, it comes from who you really are and you focus and put yourself into it, then success would follow. Yeah. What kind of leader would you say that you are currently in the health and fitness space? I didn't know I was a leader in the health and fitness. <laughs> you, look, this is why you're on the show because you are a leader. <laughs> we talked about this before. The show. <laughs> But everything you just said, those <laughs> this is why we have lead up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, that title, leader. I don't know, but I um, thank you. But um, I don't. I would say, as a leader, I'm more of a, I guess, a power within type leader. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I would say that, I don't know, I just see, you know, if someone's like, well, I want to do this, I kind of already see it, I feel it, I see yeah. it, and it's, I kind of want them to feel just as much as I feel hmm. about them. So I kind of lead in that way. Like, I, I, I don't know, I don't want to say the word empower, but maybe empower them say to the feel word. the same oh. thing about themselves. Ingrid, say that, the word. That's <laughs> I, what you, you know, do. Like you I empower, empower people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just want them to feel the same way that I feel about them. I want them to think the same things that I think 
about them mm-hmm. that they think about themselves. Um, because uh, it, I know that it's just like fear talking yeah. that prevents them from reaching whatever they want to reach. It's just like a fear thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you afraid of? Just do it. No one ever died in fitness. That we know of. <laughs> but, or, or just not even offended. But, you know, like, what is it to take a chance? Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, unless it's like just saying, oh, I want to fly, you know, a plane and then go out and fly a plane. That's a little crazy. Yeah. But, like, what is it to take a chance? It's nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's easy if you think about it. That's it's true. easy to take a chance. Yeah. <laughs> it's harder, you know, when you don't. Because all the thoughts about not taking the chance that's hard. Yeah. You got to sit with that. So you, you got to live well, with that. Absolutely. So you might as well just do it. Take right. the chance. I met this guy not too long ago and he said his mom stopped talking to him for like three years because he decided not to go to college and see if he can make it to the major league baseball. Hmm. Took a chance. And like, I mean, I heard that story. I was like, Oh my God. Like he was so inspiring. So he played minor, minor league baseball for a while. And then he was like, you know what? I'll go back to college. <laughs> right, but, but he did it. But you did it. And it's not a failure. Like, and that's my, like, my whole thing. It's like, whether you take the chance and it doesn't work out, you took a chance. And now you took a chance. And now you can do it again because you're smarter and you have more information <laughs> on how it can work. And so I think when we, the thing that failure really is, is when we don't. Yeah. Um, if we want to call it that. But um, I think, what is it? Like, it's nothing. Just do it. Take a chance. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. It doesn't work. Right. You do something else or you try again. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Apple had lots of it. We have, we're, we're on iPhone 10 now. Yes. Okay. So there was a one. Right, right. <laughs> and it might not have been that great. Yeah. But, and then there was obviously ones before that that we never got to see. So my whole thing is like, so you took a chance. It didn't work out. Okay, so we'll call that iteration one. Yeah. Phase one on to phase two. And then you get better. And the next thing you know, you're at 10 and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, Apple didn't work out at one point. That's so. absolutely, that's so true. That's very true. Okay, we're going to end soon. But there's mm-hmm. one thing I definitely want to ask you because you teach a class on this and this is soul classes. How do you teach soul work? Well, it's, it's mostly like a journaling class. Uh-huh. So it's like a topics on like, um, you know, so we'll do different topics and you okay. journal those topics and you, and I feel like there's a power in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I write down gratitude in the morning. I write down things that I want to, um, accomplish because there's power in writing. You write it, it's real, you know? Um, and so there's also power in getting it out. And sometimes you know, if you're writing on, let's say, um, let's say, a, a, um, if you, maybe um, if you pick a topic on one thing that you want to accomplish mm-hmm. this month, not even like the year, just this month, mm-hmm. you'll be surprised the amount of stuff that comes out with that one accomplishment and what it means to you and what you're afraid of and all the ins and outs. But you... I don't think you could have assessed that if you didn't follow the path of the writing, Mm -hmm. so to speak. So the writing holds you accountable. It holds you accountable, but it also uh, releases any blockage, I feel. So a lot of times you'll write down certain things and you'll figure out, oh, gosh, I didn't realize I was so afraid of this. or I didn't realize this is what kept me from doing this. So it to me eliminates blocks that you had that you didn't know you had. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, that feeds your soul. That's good for the soul. It opens you up and it, it frees you up to do things that you want to do. I, I, I just love writing. Um, I think it's, um, I've always liked writing, but I've, and I've always had a journal since I was like little. I still have a journal. Okay. <laughs> I try to it's write something. Thing. It's a childhood thing. <laughs> I try to write something every single day, whether it's in my gratitude journal or like my journal journal. Mm-hmm. And then I also have like an abundance journal or, and I kind of write like affirmations, like, you know, what things I think about myself, you know, the, I remember telling a client, I wanted, I want you to say every morning I am love. And she could not say it for like two months. And to me, that's huge. It's, and it's like, yeah. why can't you say that? You know? Um, and 
even now, you know, I'll mention that to people and they'll like, oh, I tried to say that and I couldn't stop crying. But why? Why? You know, and that's what I think the writing comes into play. You can figure out what's really going on in here. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why don't you think that? Or like, why don't you believe that? Or why does that make you cry? Right. Like, oh, why does that affect you that way? Because we should all be able to stand in the mirror and do that. Yeah. You know, and say that and mean it. Um, but it's hard for some. It is. Yeah. I've had people or I've asked people to do that. Those types of exercises, mm-hmm. like say I am great or I love myself or I'm extremely loved and valued. People, they struggle. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's, it is. And I think, you know, if we, if you start, and when I say journaling, it's not, you know, you're not trying to do anything. It's dealing with meditation. Like it can, you're, it can simply start with, I tried to say I love me today and it did not go well. <laughs> I wonder why <laughs> I'm struggling with saying this. I mean, intuitively, I feel like I love myself, but for some reason I can't say it to myself. Mm. I don't understand why. Maybe because I didn't hear it enough. Now we're having a little bit of an opening. Yeah. You know, maybe because I didn't hear it enough. Maybe because I don't really know what it is. Yes. You know, so like I feel like, it gives you a chance to dialogue with yourself about your truly inner thoughts. That's, you know, that could be private, mm-hmm. but you can also get things out of it and, you know, kind of like open yourself up and release some stuff. Yeah. You know, what leader do you look up to and admire? Well, my mom, for one, um, definitely look up to her. She's so strong. Um, and my brother, um, you know, uh, he's amazing. You know, I, he, you know, these two, these people in my life have always been like my number one cheerleaders too. But I've seen them both go through things, you know, the ups and downs. But I've seen how they came out of it, mm-hmm. and what they did to come out of it, and that's kind of what I admire in people. Like you know, you don't, you don't let a situation take you down. You know, you kind of like are reborn through it, stronger, not jaded, you know, not bitter, but like even more loving. Mm-hmm. And um, to me, that's a leader. Um, someone who could, you know, not only go through these things, but still give you, give you the best of them, which is, you know, that's a remarkable person. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why you're a leader, because when you show up to work, you give people the best of you. Yeah. Yeah. What makes a leader great and iconic? Hmm. Iconic. That's a huge word. I think. um, So I would I would say the first thing that pops in my mind is someone who's genuine. Um, you know, um, we see people all the time on like Instagram and, you know, in the news and on TV and, you know, a lot of times you feel like they just pop there looking bad, looking great, looking amazing. Um, and we don't get to hear everything that happened here. I think, um, opening ourselves up and sharing our stories can inspire can elevate, you know, empower. Um, and I think that's what makes a great leader. The iconic word, I think you can be iconic and never be in the news. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I, you know, iconic is usually associated with celebrity, celebrities, but I think an icon is um, probably the people you probably never hear about, but their friends and their families, their communities, they know about them because they've made such an impact. Yes. In their lives. And I think that's what makes an icon. It's, you know, and you don't, a lot of times you don't even realize it. Which is. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) I'm getting you to validate your leadership and you don't even know. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I think, you know, and I, you know, there's, uh, you know, I think back on people that have been part of my life and they didn't, you know, they probably didn't realize they have such an impact in my life or they mm-hmm. they just smiled every day. I'm like, oh my God, that person is always happy. Like I can't, I can't even be sad after like, or be mad after seeing that person, you know, that they just set your day up. Yeah. 
you know, your whole day to win. So, I mean, that's iconic. <laughs> you just gave me a good, like, I can never have a sad day if I see this person. That's pretty, that's pretty good. That's huge. That's huge. So, um, I think that's what makes leaders the genuine. It comes from them. It's nothing, it's nothing manufactured, mm-hmm. you know, they, they didn't create something different. They're not trying to, it's who they are. It's all of who they are. And it's like raw, it's real, but it's inspiring and it gives you hope. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Final question. Yeah. <clears throat> this is called the tabula rasa stands for blank slate. And so you imagine that you have a blank canvas in front of you, like an artist, you have all these colors that you can use to create your artwork. On this canvas, you're going to design, draw, architect your life. The caveat is you've accomplished everything in your life. You, you have uh, competed at the highest level and you have won. You have uh, changed millions of people's lives. You've traveled the world. You've made all of the money. You've done everything and more that you set out to accomplish. Coming back to this blank canvas and designing your life, what picture do you draw? What colors do you use? So I'm, wait, let me just get this straight. Because <laughs> I'm a sucker for detail. <laughs> um, so this is after I've done everything. Everything. Okay. Anything I can think of, anything on my vision board, all that stuff. <laughs> You've done more than what's on that board. Oh, but then I just die. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> no, just kidding. That- <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we have not heard that before on this episode. <laughs> I'm not encouraging you guys to go kill yourself. That's all. You complete your goals. No, we're not saying that. <laughs> but. How old am I? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> no, just, um, I don't know. Like, if I get to, if I've done everything. And, like, I'm just going over a lot of things in my head that I could have done. <laughs> I'm like, what else is there for me to do? But I would probably start recreating more. <laughs> more what? <laughs> um, the, but the question is what I would draw. What would you paint? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just a heart because um, I feel like I've done everything uh, and everything I've done, I, I know me will always be out of love. So that's the only, that's what's left. That's what, that's what there is. And just continue to do and live coming from love mm-hmm. always. This is only fear and love, um, you know, happiness, joy and all that. That's all under love. Yeah. Um, regret you know, failure, that's all under fear. Mm-hmm. Anything that has a negative feeling is fear-based. Yes. So I would just always continue to go from love. I try to do that every day. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's what's left. Yeah. That's that's what people want. That's what people want to feel. Right. That's what we are. So that's what I would be, continue to be. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm glad you would choose life. <laughs> Instead of... <laughs> <laughs> Just go kill myself. Well, in my head, I was imagined that I was like 120 because that's when I that's felt like fine. I'm going to die. Hey, me too. I'm with you. Hey, high so five. I was like, I'm 120. I'm good. <laughs> Kids are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Can I can go. check out now. I'm ready. I did it all. I'm going to paint a check. <laughs> Dude said, <laughs> it's been real good. <laughs> okay. I want to take a moment and salute you for you being the person that you are, the work that you are doing, um, the work that you have done and the people that you have empowered, uh, influenced and affected and changed their lives and changed their trajectory. You've changed how people have viewed themselves inside out. And I appreciate that, even though I don't know those people, but your contribution to this world is huge. And by you changing those individuals as well as changing yourself continuously, you're changing me. You know, it's like the butterfly effect. So thank you. I honor you. Love you. All of that. Also, thank you for coming on. 
I appreciate it. We just met. This was great. And um, you allowed me to come in or us to come into your home. Um, sight unseen. This was, <laughs> this was awesome. <laughs> I feel like I've known you I mean, forever I now. No, just <laughs> <laughs> no, it was beautiful. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank, you're welcome. Um, but I want to give you the floor to put your information out so that if people want to train with you, if they want to come to your classes, um, if they need meal prep, if they want to learn how to cook, whatever, put all your. You can do it all. I do. I do do plant based because um, I'm a plant based chef, but I do do like pop up cooking classes or like pop up cooking dinners. So, but you can just um, go to my website. I guess ingridsclay.com and my Instagram is at ingridsclay. And I teach at Barry's Boot Camp in Venice, Hollywood, and West Hollywood. So you can always come and find me there. And if you can't come to LA, then I'm also, I have an audio app. So also, yes, I'm with movewith.com. And you can find my audio workouts there. So yeah, you can, I'm accessible. Audio app. Yes. You can hear my voice yelling at you, telling you what to do. Let's, let's real quick let's yeah. talk about that app so they download the app they download the app and you're just screaming at them yeah <laughs> <laughs> not so yeah i mean a little bit <laughs> but um yeah it's um and there's like video cues to show you proper form as well okay but um it's a it's a workout um it's 10 minutes i do 10 minutes and 30 minutes so the 30 minutes is like a mass building 30 minute mm-hmm. session and then the 10 minute is like a quick 10 minute stackable session so if there's like um a back 10 minute assault i call them mm-hmm. you can pair that with like a 10 minute bicep or a 10 minute tricep so they're stackable you can also stack 30 minutes to 30 minutes make an hour workout but it's um you know it's it's the 10 minutes is more for like beginner intermediate the 30 minute is like more for like an advanced uh person who knows their way around a gym as well because i do in gym audio as well mm-hmm. so know know their way around a gym you know understand equipment form and that kind of stuff and is ready to kind of t- take it to the next level type thing but um, wow yeah congratulations so on there. That. thank you That's thank huge. you um any questions thoughts you want to contribute or ask me um no this has been great this has been wonderful actually <laughs> i thank you for allowing me to um you know speak and share oh you're welcome welcome great. thank you for coming on ladies and gentlemen ingrid s clay thank you. we're out of here Ingrid's tenacity and dedication to herself and her craft is amazing. Considering the multiple businesses and projects she has going on at all times, I can no longer use tiredness or not enough time as an excuse. As Ingrid stated, we must be present in all that we do, and even more, we get what we give. Be sure to follow Ingrid on social at Ingrid S. Clay or check out her website at www.ingridsclay.com. Lastly, the audio app. If you get a chance, go to movewith.com to download the Ingrid S. Clay audio app. Always keep in mind, nothing is happening to you. It's happening for you. Take charge and lead up. Please share this episode. And to donate, go to the bottom of the Lead Up podcast description and click the donate link. Thank you for your continued support.